just east of downtown Toronto, you can visit the future site of the Athletes Village for the 2015 Pan Am Games. It's just a bunch of dirt and trucks right now. This was a, a mixed bag of industrial uses, brickworks, tanneries, you name it, it was here. Uh, it was just really a, a very derelict industrial area that we had to clean off. John Campbell is the president and CEO of Waterfront Toronto, an organization tasked with revitalizing the city's shoreline. Campbell says they had long planned condos and townhouses here, but there's nothing like a deadline to get things going. And so the games really are coming in as a catalyst to move it forward. We are on our way to doing it, but at a slower rate. So it's really advanced the development substantially. And that, of course, helps other development around because the whole activity breeds more activity. For example, Toronto is building a rail line to connect the airport to downtown, as well as new stadiums, fields, and aquatic centers. The opening and closing ceremonies will take place in downtown Toronto, where the Blue Jays play baseball. I met Charles Sousa outside the stadium before a ball game. He's the Ontario provincial lawmaker responsible for overseeing the Pan Am Games. This is going to be a huge economic boost to the city and to the region. We are anticipating over 15,000 new jobs just by the creation of some of the venues. And it's enabling us to have infrastructure close at home so that we can continue to build on our, our great city. He adds that Toronto also gets to host some of the world's greatest athletes for two weeks. Inside the stadium, I watched the Blue Jays game with Paul Henderson, a past Olympian in sailing and former member of the International Olympic Committee. He led Toronto's failed bid for the 1996 Summer Olympics. When that didn't pan out, he turned his attention to the Pan Am Games. I was the guy who had the idea to bring the games here because I wanted to get facilities for amateur sport, for Olympic sport, in this region because we don't have many. So the way to get them is to go and get one of these games because it makes the politicians deliver. They have to be ready on that Friday night in 2015. He's glad the new facilities are finally getting built, but is worried about the way it's happening. He says event organizers are too focused on a two-week event that will come and go. For example, Henderson asks, why are they building a massive aquatic center with two Olympic-sized swimming pools and 3,200 permanent seats? He says large swimming stadiums don't make sense. They found that in Beijing. They can't use it. In most swimming competitions, you can only get 2,000 people to come at any time. He adds that the Aquatic Center is a 30-minute ride from Toronto's city centre without traffic. And there's no easy way to get there on public transportation. I drove out to the site, right now a hole in the ground, with Charles Smedmore. Smedmore is an accountant and self-styled government watchdog. He questions why taxpayers are spending more than a billion dollars for what he calls a second-rate event. It's not going to be much more than a little addendum at the end of the sports broadcast on the evening news. Smedmore has run the numbers and doesn't like what he's seeing. Most Olympics end up being money losers, but they sell a lot of tickets, broadcast rights, and sponsorships along the way to recoup costs. And sometimes they even make money. Smedmore says that won't be happening in Toronto. We're spending $1.4 billion officially for something that's only going to have gate of $146 million. And I can't think of any Broadway producer who puts on a show where you're only going to be taking in 10% of what you spend at the box office. Smedmore says the event organizers aren't being transparent or realistic about costs. 
For example, he says the Pan Am games don't need an indoor cycling track called a velodrome. He says a far less costly outdoor track would do just fine. But Ian Troop defends the large infrastructure projects. He's the CEO of Toronto 2015. He says structures like the velodrome are being built for versatility beyond the games. This is a 250-meter track, so the inside of this becomes a wonderful opportunity for a community center. It can fit three or four basketball courts, three-quarters of a soccer pitch. It's that kind of versatility which ensures you've got revenue streams going in there, you've got users using the thing, and it's got high relevance for that community after the games are over. And that's what we're trying to do, and the velodrome is a great example of that. Troop adds that an indoor cycling track can attract future international sporting events. And while the Pan Am Games aren't the Olympics, many in Toronto see them as a tryout of sorts. They look to the case of Rio de Janeiro. That city hosted the Pan Am Games in 2007. Two years later, they were awarded the grand prize, the Summer Olympics, for 2016. For The World, I'm Jason Margolis, Toronto.